Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 19th of December, the 353rd day of 2022. All aboard as we rocket through our last 12 days until 2023. Today we start the work week with our latest sunrises and earliest sunsets of the year, but by midweek begins to change ever so slightly with the winter solstice, that cusp, that pivot, where the days become the shortest and reach their limit of darkness, so that we can say with certainty that by the end of the week the light has increased, if only in the least increment. Poet Carl Sandburg considers some of the ramifications in At a Window. But leave me a little love, a voice to speak to me in the day end, a hand to touch me in the dark room, breaking the long loneliness in the dust of day shapes, blurring the sunset, one little wandering western star thrust out from the changing shores of shadow, let me go to the window, watch the day shapes of dusk, and wait and know the coming of a little love. Today in 1776, Thomas Paine published the first of his American Crisis essays, beginning, These are the times that try men's souls. Today in 1783, William Pitt the Younger, at age 24, became the youngest ever British Prime Minister. Today in 1843, Charles Dickens's A Christmas Carol was published, selling 6,000 copies. Today in 1946, war erupted in Indochina as Ho Chi Minh attacked the French in Hanoi. Today in 1950, the Chinese invaded Tibet, compelling the Tibetan spiritual leader, the Dalai Lama, accompanied by his Kampa guards, to flee Lhasa for Yadong on the Tibetan-Indian border. Today in 1971, Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange, based on the Anthony Burgess novel, premiered. Heavenward, looking southeast in the early morning, pre-dawn sky, we'll find our aging or waning crescent moon keeping close company with the bright star Spica in the constellation Virgo the Maiden. And many of us are looking forward to the winter solstice arriving on Wednesday afternoon at around 4 o'clock. Meanwhile, drawing a bead on the national COVID picture, the New York Times observes this past week, Quote, reported cases and hospitalizations in the United States are more than 40% higher than they were at Thanksgiving, close quote, with the daily average of reported cases this past Thursday in the U.S. at around 65,000 and the daily average of hospitalizations at 41,000. Further reporting from the New York Times reveals the current daily average of coronavirus deaths in the U.S. is 373, meaning at least 2,611 people are now dying per week in the U.S. from COVID. The United States to date has had 100 million cumulative reported cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21, 2020. The newest Omicron subvariants to emerge in the U.S. since mid-November this year are BQ1 and BQ1.1 and have overtaken the formerly popular BA5 strain. 
Each successive strain to evolve becomes more capable than the earlier strain to evade immunity from vaccination or previous infection. Ultimately, the U.S. continues to be the world's leader in COVID, proving we are the most hospitable people to the virus, engendering 16% of the world's 653 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. 5 million of the world's 653 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere on the planet, major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places in cumulative numbers of infection at the moment, respectively India, France, Germany, Brazil, South Korea, and Japan. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.7 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.2 million. Not a big number, perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 13.2 billion doses of vaccine have been administered, but remember only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and only half of those vaccinated have had a minimum of one booster shot since. Today, in Paris, France, in 1915, a 16-year-old drug addict known as Annette and her lover, 33-year-old street acrobat Luis Alphonse Gassion, had a baby girl they named Edith while World War I was raging and Luis was at the front. Two years later, Luis returned from the war to his now two-year-old daughter and two street acrobats. Soon thereafter, Aneta abandoned Luis and Edith, and Luis's sister, Zaza, brought the starving Edith to live with Luis's mother in Bernay, Normandy, where she was a cook at a busy bordello, owing to Bernay being a military town. The ladies of the bordello doted on Edith, and she was a happy girl until she was, as legend has it, suddenly struck blind. Though after visiting a shrine dedicated to St. Teresa, young Edith was miraculously cured, and then went touring France and Belgium with her father, who entertained wherever they might assemble an audience, which often appreciated Edith's attempts at singing more than her father's acrobatics. When Louis settled down with a young woman, Edith kept traveling, sometimes in the company of another girl. Later, Edith would comment, I was hungry, I was cold, but I was also free. Free not to get up in the morning, not to go to bed at night, free to get drunk if I liked, to dream, to hope. In 1934, 19-year-old Edith had her own daughter, who traveled with Edith everywhere but soon died from meningitis. Edith paid for the funeral with proceeds from what had become her, pre, her occupation, prostitution. Soon, however, she returned to singing on street corners until a nightclub owner heard her soulful, world-weary voice and hired her. He also gave her a new last name, Piaf, which means sparrow, because Edith, at four foot ten, reminded him of the little bird, performing such songs as Non je ne Regret Rion and La Vie en Rose, Edith Piaf, the street entertainer, became one of the most prominent singers of her generation. Having enjoyed many men, Edith observed, You never know a guy until you've tried him in bed. 
You know more about a guy in one night in bed than you do in months of conversation. Today is also the birthday in 1723 of German abbess and correspondent of Goethe, Susanna von Klettenberg. In 1902 of English actor Ralph Richardson. In 1910 of French novelist Jean Genet. In 1924 of American actress Cicely Tyson. In 1940 of American folk singer Phil Oakes. In 1944, British rock musician Alvin Lee. In 1946, of American actor Robert Ulrich. In 1963, of American actress Jennifer Beals. In 1972, of American actress Alyssa Milano. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the first official week of winter starting up Wednesday. Happy Solstice!